Happy Monday morning to you. This is Kurt Frankham with the Leading LDS Corecast, as opposed to the Leading LDS Podcast, which this is not. And if you're not listening to the podcast, why are you only listening to this one? This is not the better of the two, okay? This is just me generally running around in my car, yakking into my phone. The other one's much better. Go there. But, uh, man, today feels good already. It's about 9, it's 9.40 in the morning. I'm actually headed off to the gym, hashtag gym brag. And, man, I've, I've gotten a lot done. You see, what I do every morning is I try and wake up at 4.50 in the morning. That's when my alarm goes off. It gives me 10 minutes to, like, rub the sleep out of my eyes, get everything set, and jump into my day. And I've just noticed um, that by, and I'm a morning person generally, uh, by waking up, hitting home runs on a few things, uh, the big, the big rocks of my day, uh, man, by eight o'clock or by the time the kids roll out of bed, I feel like I've already accomplished quite a bit and it's just, it's just awesome. I could end the day right now and feel like, oh, it's a pretty good day. So, uh, but rolling to the gym, just thought I'd make a quick recording about a, on our Slack group. If you're not part of the Slack group, I mean, what are you doing? You got to be part of the leading LDS Slack group. The easiest way to join it is to go to one of the newsletters, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the newsletter and click on the link to the Slack group. And if you're not receiving the newsletter, I mean, what are you doing? Get the newsletter. That's like unique content that most people, only newsletter people see. And, uh, you can do that by going to leadingLDS.org slash subscribe. If you haven't been to leadingLDS.org, I mean, what are you doing? All right, you get my, you get, you get the joke. Um, but somebody in the Slack group, a Bishopric member, um, posted about how they're in a transient ward, a lot of students, so they're, a lot of callings are turning over, which is similar to the ward where I was bishop. Uh, not because of students, just because we lived in uh, apartments and condos and things like that. Um, but he said that his bishopric is like wrestling with the idea as far as with calling management, with um, with the members without calling list, and they're, I guess they're just trying to stay on top of it. I don't know if I completely understood uh, his question and concern, but just the gist that I got out of it. Um, and they're trying to, I guess, um, really get really uh what would you say just get that the members without calling list to a point that they're on top of it they know the members that that really need callings um and they are they talk about things like there's they there's certain members on the list that maybe don't have um that aren't ready for a calling they're inactive they don't show up you know that you wouldn't give a calling to anyways or that maybe there's a worthiness concern that aren't on the list and so they thought about maybe creating like a a calling to put all those people to give to all those people um that shouldn't be considered for callings but then the whole membership will see it and the the gist of it is that i reading it i this is what i sense is that bishopric is focusing way too much on calling management. Now I get it, very transient ward, uh, people come and go and they, a lot of bishops sit back and think, well, no, this is just the, the way our ward is, this is what we have to do. Um, but being a former bishop in a very transient ward, you know, we get as many as 60 new names in a month and 60 that move out a month. Um, we spent less than 10 minutes in a bishopric meeting on callings. And I just feel like out of anything from a bishopric perspective, the number one like meeting killer 
is callings. Like you can turn your counselors into hating your their calling because you're just constantly managing callings and and you know talking hour upon hour about um, you know oh who should be a second Sunday teacher and gospel doctrine or whatever it is right and that's not one it's not fun and two it's like oh it's there's so many better ways to do it so and then there's a another post I think this is on the helpers group like somebody showing their board like a lot of a lot of uh, bishoprics have in their in their office in the bishop's office like a board typically it's a magnet board with everybody's pictures if they get really crazy or just maybe like uh, a name a everybody's name and they got them all um organized and auxiliaries and things and me personally like i would never fault somebody for doing that but i just don't get it like i never i never had something like that as bishop nor did i ever think man i wish i could just see everybody's on a board and all their callings like i don't i don't get it and that's to me that's another sign that there's too much calling focus on um there's too much calling focus in that that bishopric, and the reality is, it just it's just unnecessary, and it's distracting you from a greater purpose and a greater influence, a greater impact, because your meetings are full of, uh, okay, let's let's look at the primary. What what do we got to do here? Let's look at the 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 youth program. Well, they we got so and so on the teachers' quorum advisor, and well, he's moving. What what do we got to do there? Because you drain all the. Uh, motivation all the engagement out of the meeting by the time you get around to those big topics you're just like oh whatever let's table that for next time right or and goes to long meetings so um in response to this question this person asked i gave him some of those thoughts and um and there's some great articles many written by me but bias but uh Great articles on Leading LDS about calling management. If you go to leadinglds.org, hit the magnifying glass, the search bar, and just type in callings. Great articles come up as far as uh, talking about one, three pitfalls of calling management. Uh, you know, I talk about using a sauna, which is another big reason why uh, we were able to keep t calling talk down to a minimum. But the big thing, like, I just feel like leaders miss, absolutely, is that they don't trust their auxiliary leaders enough to say okay you need a primary teacher like just let me know who you want as a primary teacher and i was always clear to them that do not just look at the members without calling list when making calling selections if this if you want the second counselor of the young women's presidency and you feel inspired to bring that person up let's talk about it let's bring the auxiliary leaders into the conversation and talk about it and maybe that is the best place for that person but too often you see wards that they auxiliary leaders uh one they they feel like, oh, the bishop, the bishopric knows everybody, so they should make the call. Um, when in reality, the only reason they know everybody is because they're doing visits, and anybody in the ward can do visits. And then the auxiliary leader just goes to the members without calling list and thinks, oh, okay, there's just these new people that moved in. I guess I'll go with them. And we we don't take the time to allow inspiration to into the process to to really contemplate other people that could be to be considered. But the gist of what I wanted to share was just that I just too many bishoprics are making callings too much of the focus of their meetings. It, there's no reason I can say this because I've been there. There's no reason it should take more than 10 minutes 
in a, in a bishop meeting because a lot of the talking has been done on a sauna or, you know, the, the commentary about, oh, what about this person? They're moving or that person. Oh, well, actually the stake mentioned they want to use them here and there, right? All that can happen through a sauna, which is very minimal time as is, and put the burden on the auxiliary leaders. And I had many auxiliary leaders that would come to me and say, okay, we need, I need a new first counselor. Here's three names, pick whichever one you want. And I would say, no, you tell me which name you want and we'll go forward with that. Now I realize there's, there's points where it's like, okay, we've, they've submitted four names. We've told them no on every single one for various things. So yeah, we're going to help them out as a bishopric and say, uh, you know, here's, here's four people that we would definitely say yes about, um, pick one of those, but I would never do that on the, on the first go around, right? Cause you've got to let the auxiliary leader go through the process and enable them. And then after a while, what happens is they realize that, oh, it's up to us. We need someone new. It's up to us to, to call that person to submit it to the bishopric and, and they'll handle, you know, like extending the calling, the, um, the sustaining and setting apart, you know, obviously, uh, except for elder corn and such, but I, you get what I'm saying that it just becomes, so much of a of a meeting killer, which becomes a calling killer, and nobody wants to hate their calling, especially their leadership calling.